Travel Kit for the Mental with San Canessa. Rise and stretch. Thank you for this cup of coffee for I don't know why I need to get up. I'm San Canessa welcoming you to Survival Kit for the Mental. Squeezing your mind and gut tightly from Central America. I'm a painter, artist, noisemaker, mover shaker, neurodiversity activist, bipolar queer human from El Salvador. Yes, that tiny little nugget below Mexico, below Guatemala. Gratitude for my friends and family who keep making me make sense of this life. What would I do without you? Thank you for voices in my head that guide me to record these fascinating, controversial rants in which I get to explore my own mentals, mental health, and the arts, and what it means to survive these times that make absolutely no sense. Attempting to indeed make sense of it all, Together, maybe, we will create a survival kit to endure our mind and this world. May this podcast inspire you to play and doubt everything. Good morning or a good part of whatever day you are listening to this today. Welcome to episode 22, the permission to explore ourselves through navigating the underworld. What does the underworld have to teach us about ourselves and what do we not allow to see? What do we not allow ourselves to see about ourselves when we fear? the descent to the underworld. And so I chose this, you know, weird title because I didn't want to say the words patriarchy and matriarchy because there's a lot of connotation and personal already made definitions of what these things mean. For instance, feminist when someone calls themselves a feminist, the person listening already has their own pretty defined and limited viewpoint on what a feminist is. And so let's go back to myth and the underworld and dissension in order to understand ascension. And what, is, what, are, what are these things? And so, especially because not only I'm bipolar, but I'm also somewhat of a gender flux, gender queer person, mostly identified with women, woman, and yet in my own path, still uncomfortable with being woman because of what my preconception of what woman is. And so every time I'm in a circle or in a place where we're talking about goddess or, 
you know, initiations for women, I find myself a little bit uncomfortable because in my mind, being woman is still a little bit weak and in need of and limited to and belonging to be identified kind of definition. And so I'm doing my own quest into this because I was given a book called Descent to the Goddess, A Way of Initiation for Women by Sylvia Brighton Pereira. And so, yeah, pretty trippy. I'm in the first third of the book and I'm learning about the goddess Inanna and this this kind of shaping in how so much of being woman and being feminine has been silenced by fear and has been labeled as uncontrollable and wild and how it has been shamed, how blood has been shamed, how witchcraft has been shamed, how, you know, women have really been made to fit a shape, form, and position under the patriarchal male cultural domination, and within that, mental health. Because mental health is seen and experienced as a somewhat feminine female woman thing, right? Like if we go back to Freud, most of his clients were, were women. And so even in our Western Americana standard, the ones who first need therapy are obviously women, right? And how that castrates women and men because men that find themselves in therapy feel, or let's not even say men, but extremely masculine beings who find themselves in therapy consider themselves really weak. And there is a lot of shame and not an open culture around talking about these tissues and issues. And so as I'm reading this book, I'm fascinated, right? Because if you go back to Persephone and, you know, Hades and, you know, the underworld myth and how, you know, when Persephone goes to the underworld, Athena mourns and winter comes, right? It's connected to solstice and the passages of agriculture and land and cycles of the earth, yada, 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 yada. And so very interesting points in which I was thinking here where I was like, whoa, you know, if I consider and connect mental health to agriculture per se, I can see how being depressed or going through death related cycles in a year is quite actually natural. It is not normalized by patriarchal institutions and utilitarianism and capitalism because it doesn't fucking produce, right? It's dead. But when it comes to naturalness and nature, it is in essence and it is of extreme importance and it is of divine celestial forming 
and I have to say that every time I've undergone a depressive state or a manic state or a death, I've transformed. And, you know, I have no idea what it would be like to be the same person forever. I don't know if anyone is or I'm aware that certain people really train themselves to believe that they are or identify themselves with like, you know, <clears throat> whatever, like from being a mother, right, to being a wife, to being a, you know, doctor, to being whatever kind of production-oriented participation and form forming part of allows you to have these windows in which you are what you do. And what if, you know, we were just capable as a culture to be what we feel, what we mourn, what we die into and rise from. And so this is pretty abstract, but it's a fascinating little book because, you know, even there is a point of how, you know, they speak into how agriculture or agriculture went from being a very feminine-oriented kind of labor task into a very masculinized, male-owned discipline and practice. Like, I don't know, and I don't know if you relate, but how many times it's the men that own the property, it's the men that own the land, or how many times I've been like, oh, well, that's nice, that man bought it for her. And I know I'm not including gender non-conforming and, you know, non-binary and queer community trans and all in this narrative, but I feel like regardless of where we are in our gender identity, we all fall upon being part of the system that is made by pulls. And so that's where I'm kind of coming to even with my own self because I am made of all these forms and beliefs. And so this deconstructing what being a woman is and actually being an allyship with my mental health journey to relate and identify with the potential creativity, with the potential um, redefining, with the potential of transforming and transmutating shapes that comes with a constant cycle of life and death, which I know a lot of people with bipolar experience. And so I'm just sitting here with this question, like, is it so shameful because it is so feminine and because it's so woman oriented? And is it because like madness is kind of an attribute in mythology and history as being kind of a woman thing. And so very unresponsive and very tainted and, you know, I know that there's parts in which this is changing and I witness that within my psyche, some parts of this is like, you know, it's coming to light. Like, what is it to be a daughter of the patriarchy or a son of 
the patriarchy of a human of the patriarchy. And so I made myself this invitation, like how if I relate to my depression and moments of unease and doubt and death as a voyage to the underworld, as part of life, not as, oh, why is this injustice happening to me because it doesn't happen to everyone. And I wonder what potential that has as a way to see life from another perspective and as an actual potential key into my own freedom and treating those times as really tender and special moments. You know, because we're also a culture that lives in the future, so I'm always looking for the next fix or the next excitement or the next, you know, awesome revelation and you know what, if I was to also look forward to my time in the underworld, you know, certain places in the planet have definitely very marked cycles and, you know, people and communities in those places that go through deep winters and see fall and, you know, see the spring and the summer are a little bit more in tune with this than, let's say, people that live in the tropics the whole time. But Regardless, I feel like we have very conditioned relationships around these cycles as, you know, the ones which make us suffer, the ones that are hard, the ones that are fun and worthy to look into. So I feel like this voyage to the underworld is a true curious permission to really reframe everything. And even this reframing of what it means to be a woman and what it means to be a woman with mental health issues and tissues and what it means to be a human with these issues and tissues and what does it mean to be a human that floats between the spectrum of gender within these issues and tissues when it comes to mental health and what are the similarities and what are both the castrations because of this madness being directed to this image of woman that is quite shameful. And so pretty cool stuff. And I don't have any answers. It's more of a forming hypothesis or upcoming thesis in which how, you know, we see courage in a depression when depression is faced like it not when depression is faced from a perspective of victimhood and pure me and I'm gonna die and what am I gonna do I feel so bad which I do but what if it was faced with what is this weight this weight that is so burdensome I'll sit under it until I see how I can start moving my hand a little. And I'll learn how to breathe and wait and sit with myself through that death. Because as a culture, we're not taught and we don't discuss openly death and dying, something that is, you know, truly happening, and especially with this COVID, like we're all questioning and pondering and feeling our own mortality in however shape or form it's arising and so 
can we take this opportunity to sit with that weight and ask ourselves different kinds of questions? Trusting, right, whatever spiritual practice you have. Speaking to whatever kind of alley you hold close to your heart, whether it be human or non-human. And yes, life always continues. And things continue to happen like that plane flying above my head right now. But what is happening to me? And one of the saddest and most beautiful things is that we endure and we get over things and we move on. And that is a known. And so why focus on that part when we can be with what is, even if it's really not pleasant, and explore that deep trust into the underworld with the invitation to ask different questions. So that was my little rant, and I don't know if you have any personal narratives and curiosity with stories around the underworld and mental health and your own history and mental health in your own family and can start placing stories of how many in your family have gone through the underworld before you and have they been able to see and what are you able to see this time and how we break free from cycles by asking different questions, by reading books you would never read, but somehow they land on your doorstep. So be there as it may, please write to me at mentalpopcorntime at gmail.com. I would love to know if you have any visions, thoughts, feelings around stories and myths of into the underworld and mental health please share them with me or even articles. I would love that. So I look forward to that too. And to support this podcast, please subscribe or write a review. And I'll write the name of the book in the description of the episode in case you want to pick it up. It's not a heavy read. It's just quite interesting. So I wish to share with you a little passage of the book that really made me go into the own, my own misunderstanding of what mental health and depression might be. Unreverenced, Ereshkigal's forces are felt as depression, an abysmal agony of helplessness and futility, unacceptable desire and transformative destructive energy, unacceptable autonomy, the need for separateness and self-assertion, split off, turned in, and devouring the individual sense of wild potency and value. A woman suffering, Ereshkigal, has unknowingly put her negative anima superego first and been overpowered. She is split off from her primal effects, has lost consciousness of them, yet she falls easily into the underworld as into a vortex, or she follows a beloved man with psychopathic or psychotic tendencies, 
who can lead her into the depths. Where she seeks the underworld compulsively, hides from life, often addicted to various modes of dulling the pains of the flow of change which are too much for her fragmented capacity. Or else she may unconsciously identify with what the culture rejects as ineffective and inferior, forcing her to introvert through a negative sense of uniqueness. In identity with Ereshkigal, a woman can feel stuck in a timeless stasis, unable to budge, feeling the bleak despair and the emptiness of one raped by the animus. She may be in identity with the goddess as the great Ma, receiving back all life, feeling starved and greedy. Often she suffers somatic symptoms, disturbances related to abdominal organs, to digestion, or to cellular disintegrative processes. It is great solace to know which altar to approach when confronted with such states, but Ereshkigal does not want to be worshipped in the usual ways. She felt the sense of individuality and total transformation. She demands a terrible empathy, one that surrenders, waits upon, and groans with her. On the archaic magic level of consciousness, her victim so gracefully taken back into Ma. Thus we often deny or rage or armor and distance ourselves in defense against the sense of helpless surrender to her impersonal and distinctual forces, seeking to dull the heroic's ego's humiliation at being brought so low that we must confront our primal smallness in the cosmos. Yet only an act of conscious, willing surrender can turn that poisonous side of the dark goddess into life. The death of the active, differentiated, beautiful queen of heaven and the action of Enki's morns in the story balance and fill Ereshkigal's seeming void. So this is interesting because if we leave aside the she and the goddess... How would we interpret it if it Eshkigal is depression and Eshkigal is like manic depression and lows in the mental health spectrum and she is any human? Interesting questions, maybe. Sanca Nessa.